0: welcome to the state bar of texas podcast your monthly source for conversations and curated content to improve your law practice with your host rocky deer
1: hello and welcome to another episode of the state bar of texas podcast we are recording live from our annual meeting in austin texas this is your host rocky deer joining me now we have four stellar guests we have Hannah Henry bell we have Brian Hall, we have Holly Draper, and John Meredith. They just gave a, a riveting talk on radical ways to improve law firm culture. But first, let's get to know these guys one at a time. So, Hannah, let's start with you. Tell us, tell us what you do and where you work.
2: All right, so I am managing attorney at Hembree Bell Law, where we help marriages end well in the greater Austin and San Antonio areas. Um, Ex Big Law, turned solo, Uh, my team now is about 20 people, um, and we're headquartered here
3: in Austin. Wonderful, okay, Brian. Brian Hall, managing partner, Traverse Legal. Uh, Our mission is to change the way law is practiced. Okay. Uh, Our law firm primarily focuses on corporate and intellectual property matters.
1: Okay, very cool, Holly.
4: I'm Holly Draper. I'm the CEO and managing partner at the Draper Law Firm, which is a family law firm in McKinney and Bedford, Texas. Right now, we have six attorneys. Um, I also have a podcast called Texas Family Law Insiders.
1: Okay, listen, this is... Don't be trying to invade on my podcast (laughs) thing, okay? Like, you talk about your podcast on your podcast. All right.
5: John, tell us about you. I'm John Meredith. I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Chamberlain-Herlicka. We're a law firm based started in houston we have an office in san antonio atlanta and philadelphia have about 160 attorneys and
1: uh glad to be here well wonderful guys you know welcome so we're talking about law firm culture radical ways to improve it was was your topic of course now it looks like all of you either own or are in senior leadership at your at your respective firms so what kind of got you first interested in in this topic of law firm culture? Did it just kind of happen, and then you realize you're onto something, or did you do something proactive when you got into leadership to kind of manage the way your your firms operate? So we can start. We'll start with you, John.
5: Yeah, one of the firms I worked with previously before this firm takes great pride in saying the word culture. That they're a firm that now has over 2000 attorneys and they talk about the culture that they have kept from the very beginning when they were just opening. And that really inspired me because if you can keep that culture with that many people, it can really be something that you can do with a smaller number of attorneys and to me, culture is really what drives you and it what it's what keeps you there so it drives people to the firm and attracts them and then hopefully keeps them and helps retain which is such an important part of the world and what really inspires me is making people uh helping people work in a place they really
1: enjoy being
5: that's really what drives me is they are achieving their goals their dreams and if i can be a part of that and that's the culture i want to create
1: but you know it's interesting so holly there's there's always this this tension, right, especially nowadays, where people say, I don't really care about the culture of my firm or my company. What I care about is that I get paid well, I have upward mobility, and I learn the things that I got to learn. And then, you know, so to them, it's more of a trade-off. So kind of following up on, on John's observations, how important is culture, especially nowadays, when we're talking more about fair pay and making sure people are compensated, to what To what extent do those two issues kind of go hand in hand?
4: So for me, culture has always been extremely important. Uh, My first job out of law school, I felt like I was sold one culture. And then when I arrived at the firm, it turned out to be something very different. Sounds like marriage.
1: That's that's why you got into family law. I get it now. Okay.
4: And um, the place that I started out was not conducive to having a family. And so when I started my firm, which was now a very long time ago, back in 2008, it was very important to me to create a culture that valued work-life balance. So for me, when I am, and now I've grown, have five other attorneys working for me, we have a total of 12 people on our team, we're bringing in people who care more about work-life balance and that sort of a culture than care about big firm paychecks.
1: Okay, so that's, so for you it's been, more about, it's been more about aligning what your personal interests are and finding a place that can foster that.
4: Yes, I wanted to create a pla- the place that I had been looking for all along. So I started as a solo, and it's easy to have whatever culture you want when it's just you. But as I grew, I was determined that I wanted to provide the type of place for other people to work that I didn't have when I was trying to work at another firm.
1: So, so Brian, what do you think is meant by this, this concept of culture? I mean, we're, we're lawyers. We like to define everything. So how would you define this concept of culture? And do you take a different tack than your, your co-panelists?
3: So the, the one word I would put on it to define it is personality. It's the personality of an organization. And, and if I expand upon that, for us, it's our North Star. It is what I want people within our organization to think of, to, to help hold each other accountable to, to, to feel, and the same for people outside of our organization. I want our clients and prospective clients to look at us and say, I know what they're all about. And, and to me setting the culture at the outset of the firm is critically important. So we've been around almost 20 years and culture has been something that we've been thinking about all the way from the the beginning, which, you know, I'm a big believer in the intersection between business and law, right? And culture has been something big within the general business community, but here's a shocker, right? law has been a little bit slow to adopt.
1: Right? Never, never. Yes, believe it. So. I'll fax you something later to kind of, <laughs> please, that, that please. goes more into that. Cool, let's...
3: I'll type up something as well.
1: Oh, good, yes. You should dictate it okay. and, yeah. and give it to your assistant. <laughs> I, like I mean, come on, let's, let's be real. You're big time now, okay? Now, Hannah, in your case, let's talk a little bit about, So these days, the term culture, especially in the corporate sense, it, it gets bandied about a lot, but I think a lot of people are now starting to lose trust in the term culture. Because so many companies that we know of, I'm not talking about law firms necessarily, but, you know, big companies, they espouse a certain culture, but then their behavior sometimes doesn't, doesn't back up that cultural branding that they've tried to do. For law firms and for your firm in particular, how do you, how do you try to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk? And how do lawyers do that?
2: Well, I, the thing that came to my mind the whole time, because lawyers have to define things, I'm definitely one of those kinds of lawyers because I can get fixated on, we talk about a word like culture. It's kind of like leadership. You can talk about it so much. And then what are what are we even talking about? Like we're all having such different various perspectives on what that word means. So to me, I'm always like, I got to put some legs on it, right? Like mm-hmm. what does that look like in practice? And sort of then you know what it is. Like Holly said on our panel, you'll know it when you see it. And so for me, it's, you have to espouse it, right? So you have to define what that is for your group from snout, nose to tail. How's that phrase go? You know, from front to back, whatever. Sure. Then weave it through. I'm trying to think about what that phrase is. You know what I I mean? You You go from its nose to its tail.
1: There's soup to nuts, but that's not what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway,
2: from the the front, the whole thing is what I'm trying to say. And so for me, what that looks like is when the rubber meets the road. So when there's a conflict in your organization about maybe it's between money and uh, you know ad- adhering to this cultural value say you have, what are you gonna do? Like, are you Do you have the courage of your conviction of what you say the culture is supposed to be about? Because for me, I can't talk about culture without thinking about our core values. So when you ask me, what's your culture? Well, I'm gonna go there first. Um, and then what do those core values look like in action? For us, um, we do a core value highlight at our team meeting every single week. If you're going to have any coaching at our firm, we're going to tie it back to the core value. We tell our clients what those core values are. So we weave it all the way through and then you can say it all you want, but really it's when it's called to the carpet that you walk the talk and earn it. Cause I can understand why people say like John was just saying, uh, or no, Holly did the firm that where she was, she, it didn't play out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can understand why people have distrust. So it's like, okay, this is what we say it is. And I'll tell people on my team, test me put me to the test and see whether I mean what I say. And then in the moment when it's tested, I say, okay, here's one of those test moments and I'm gonna honor my word to you. Of what we say we're about, we're about.
1: The topic though is improving, radical ways to improve your firm culture. And I'm assuming each of you has your own takes on this. So we're gonna ask this one question that everybody gets to kind of weigh in on. And the question is, if I'm a law firm leader, you know, what would you say is your favorite, your favorite mechanism for, quote, improving firm culture, taking it from where it is and making it better. I'm assuming these are guerrilla tactics or something that folks have not necessarily thought about. So, you know, we'll, Holly, we'll start with you on this one. You know, what's your kind of favorite go-to way of, of improving firm culture?
4: So I think there's a few ways that we try and create and improve upon our culture. You know, especially as we grow, sure, you have to make sure that you're evolving and that your culture is Im- same culture can't be for a solo as for a, a larger firm. And you know, talking to people within the firm, finding out how can we better support you, you, know, what, you know, some people may really value higher pay, some people may really value more vacation time, some people may value more flexibility, and figuring out what the people in your, on your team value can help you improve the culture to make it a better environment for everyone.
1: So it's not like communication. Yes. Is, is your if I had to take what you just said and put it into one word, it would be communicate. Talk to people. Figure out what they need. So communication. Yes, is that, absolutely. Is that fair, John? What about you?
5: I would say it's expectation meetings. We have meetings where, when someone joins the firm, the person they're going to be reporting to, they meet together with the person. It's basically a way that that person who is going to is hiring somebody goes well. This is what an optimal person in your, your area would be. What time do I get to, to work? What time do you get to work? When do we leave? Mm-hmm. How do I get messages in, uh, between each other? How do I give you work? What is the optimal way for us to to work because when you go into something you always have expectations the person who's being hired goes well what is my uh, expected boss supposed to be like how sure. do they act how do they give me information and it works both ways and if if you can get off to a good start it really helps the culture
1: so so the idea then is the one word if you will so so for for Holly it was communication for you it's expectation and the way you're executing on that is for each partner and each associate to kind of have an idea of here's how I partner like to work and here's what you associate can expect and vice versa.
5: And it gets it off to a strong start because a lot of those things are gonna be really clear six months, a year, two years down the road, but someone uh, could hold something in for that time. Why didn't you know that I like this? Well, you never said that. You never told me that's what you were expecting. You know, Hannah said earlier that she would go into end of the year evaluations and somebody six months earlier had a complaint about something without without talking about it. And we try to get that discussion early on so that people are really aware of how to optimize the work relationship.
1: Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Now Hannah, let's get let's get the same question over to you. What's what's your sort of go to way of improving firm culture? Is there like is there like a one word or maybe a one or singular concept?
2: Yeah, catch people doing good. Okay. So in that team meeting we have every week, I go through and give as many shout outs and appreciative um, comments as I can to everybody there. And you can just see their face light up. Hmm. Uh, maybe they're you know, not the attorney who's used to going into court and getting accolades because you won or something like right. that. But it's like, hey, this billing specialist handled this question about billing um, from one of our clients. And it was so awesome. And I heard about it on the back end and we appreciate you. So catching them doing good and then celebrating it publicly in front of everybody everybody else. If I wasn't going to do anything else, I'd do that.
1: Okay. Fair enough. That, that was well stated. So that's, that's about, it's it's really about positive affirmation. Is that maybe the, yeah, the way?
2: Yeah. And public recognition. Okay. We like to see the looks on other people's faces when somebody's saying something nice about us. Okay. And when you're on Zoom, we're a remote team or a blended. So we have, uh, you know, 10 or so of us are in person or can be 10 or so around the country. And so to get to see the looks on people's faces when, Everyone else is just taking a moment to honor them and something they did at work. Oftentimes, by the end of our team meeting on Friday, there's like not a dry eye in the place. Just everybody's so grateful and excited to be a part of that versus a lot of law firm cultures, I think, are a bunch of crap and a bunch of jerks being mean and just waiting to catch everybody in trouble. And like from a risk management approach, like how can we cover our backs uh, and who's at fault? And we're never worried about who's at fault. We're just worried about celebrating what's great. If we mess up, okay, we'll roll with that. We'll fix it. So it's catching
3: people doing good, I think is the number one thing you can do. Very well. Brian. Yeah, to me, it's be genuine. And what I mean by that is, you know, whether you're adopting a culture for the first time at a law firm or living that culture, be genuine with it. You know, the the first question you asked Rocky was, was kind of interesting to me because, you know, you talked about it being a trade-off, mm-hmm. right? It was either, hey, you have a good culture or you make a lot of money. I disagree with that. I think that's, that's old school thinking that needs to change. I think um, at the end of the day, it's very possible to have both. And I think that both people that want to work at an organization as well as clients that want to use that organization are now demanding and searching for both. So to me, if you're genuine with the culture you set, you're genuine with how you live it, the rest will flow.
1: So I guess final substantive question before we kind of wrap up. How do you all think law firm culture is going to evolve as time goes on? You know, so we're talking about the present. And Brian, you just alluded to old school thinking. What's going to be the new new school thinking as we move forward. So Brian, we'll start with you on this one.
3: Yeah, I'll piggyback on what I was just saying, right? It's no longer going to be a check the box thing, right? It's no longer going to be uh, you know, a program that's part of the firm because books are written about it or now there's you know, podcasts out there talking about it. I think that, like I said before, clients are going to demand that they work with a law firm that has a culture that resonates with them. Law students, lateral transfers, partners, whatever it might be, are also going to demand that their law firm aligns with what they believe in life. And I think that that's going to make a big difference when it comes to the legal industry as a whole. All right. Holly, how about you?
4: I think the biggest challenge for law firm culture going forward is dealing with the evolving virtual world and people working remotely, hybrid, fully remote, Doing a lot of other things remote besides just working going to mediation remote mm-hmm. doing hearings remote and how do you maintain a culture when you don't see people in person as often or it could be very rarely depending on how spread out your your firm is um, Our firm has been remote since before remote was cool sure but you know we still have to make sure we are very intentional about creating our culture and you know, getting together in person periodically, having those Zoom meetings where you do things besides just talk about cases, um, doing things. It is definitely possible to build culture in a virtual format, but it is certainly a challenge.
1: Sure.
2: Fair enough. Hannah? I was thinking about um, resonant frequency when you said that, because I think with
1: I'm gonna look up resonant frequency. What does yeah, that mean?
2: Yeah, I know, right. It's <laughs> like the I'm thing Googling. the thing you're talking about, the sci- scientifically expressed when you resonate with something. I've seen about what Brian said. In today's AI world, what's missing from when you read an AI something is the human energy that we put into what we do and our words. And I believe that your energy attaches to that. And so I think what's gonna happen as AI becomes more and more prevalent, people are gonna be hungry for a human connection, and hungry for, like we talked about, that in person, just something happens when we're all sitting here talking mm-hmm. together. Zoom is awesome, and it makes so many things possible. But there's something about being in the physical presence. And that that transcends, I think, beyond that, but to what we put out there with our clients, with our teams, the human element, and when you infuse it with your energy and your culture and who you are as the whole being greater than the sum of its parts people are going to pick up on that reality and their their frequency that they emit is going to align with yours in a way that's going to I think transcend when so much around us is empty words like this why this is fresh on my mind is I had read a post that a lawyer I know had written in a, in a Facebook group that I'm a part of and then all of a sudden he's commenting and replies to everyone and I know this dude and I'm like That is not him saying that bunch of BS. Thank you so much for your comment. Like, who are you? No, that is not how you speak, come on. And I messaged him. I'm like, is that an A, did you use, in this group we're in, AI, ChatGBT, to reply to all the comments? And I'm not kidding you. He absolutely used AI to respond to my text message. And And I realized I can feel it because it doesn't have your energy in it. And I think AI is awesome. I'm all about it. It's such a good tool. But as far as what you're saying, the future of culture is, and the future of humanity, I think, is we're going to be hungry for that thing that makes us human. And what better way to find it than in our firm's culture? Because you can't AI that.
1: Interesting take. Okay, John, what do you think is going to be the future of, of law firm culture moving forward?
5: I'd say it's the clash between you being you and you being on a team, and people aren't trained to be how to be a good team member, right? How, how do I join? it? Is it a, in in a team because I've got my own individual desires, diverse sure. beliefs, diverse uh, interests? How does that meld together? How do, how do you have that diversity but still join together in the culture of a team? And people aren't trained in being good teammates. How how do you do that? And they're they're trained in their own individual success. I mean, you know, you go through law school, you get there, you get the job, but how do you then meld into unifying with the team to move in the direction that's synergistic, that really is beneficial in the long-term? And a lot of these issues that we discussed, you know, being there in person, watching someone else, having that opportunity to understand and that resonance of energy you get from being around other people, I think, it's going to be harder as we work remotely and we we work individually and work separately we put on our earphones i we have multiple people in our office that literally have on earphones sure. you know that they're in their own world working it's called the gym there yeah. you go <laughs> and so but that teamwork versus uh celebrating the own individualistic and and them being themselves it's it's a real
1: balance in trying to figure out uh the uh, ideal solution a tricky concept with a lot, of, a lot of great insights. But, guys, it looks like we've reached the end of this program. I want to thank our guests. You guys have been rock stars. Thank you all.
5: Thank you. Hey, Rocky, can
1: us. Uh, Brian
5: give one final bonus tip? I really think it's worth it. Sure. On his 3 o'clock Friday gratitude point. I, I promise you it'll be worth it.
3: So I have calendared um, and time blocked for years now. 3 o'clock every Friday, it just says gratitude in my calendar. And I take that and I use it to send something, um, you know, a, a thank you note, a an email, a text, a call. And it's something that I started and then my team started to see that. And now it's been adopted with, within our organization and, and a bunch of people use that. And I think that's just an example of, of what culture can do. Set an example, it gets adopted and then, you know, in Hannah's words, it gets, it's Put out into the universe in a way that, that it'll be received. It's infused. It is. That was mm-hmm. the word, right? Mm-hmm. Infused.
1: Okay, very well. well. Guys, if our listeners want to reach out and if they have additional questions, you know, is there a good way, to, good way to reach y'all? So, John, we'll start with you. Is, is there yeah, contact information? Yeah,
5: just go to the Chamberlain-Herlico website I'm listed there. be happy to give anybody tips,
1: ideas that I can help with. Very well. Holly, how about you?
4: You can find me on our website, which is draperfirm.com. Oh, easy
1: enough. Brian?
3: A few places. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, go Brian Hall. Uh, I also have a <laughs> newsletter to subscribe to. Uh, the value-added advisor. Hannah finds it funny, but she well, subscribed. Well,
2: because I'm still thinking about you piggybacking off. I'm going to piggyback off of me. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to be like podcast rude and interrupt you. I'm going to piggyback off of what I said. Do it. Anyway, go Brian Hall. Go Brian
3: Hall. Or go to the firm website, traverslegal.com. Very well.
2: That just Hannah. got me tickled. Um, at Henry Bell Law on all the places, all the things. I'm Hannah Himbrey Bell on LinkedIn, too.
1: Very well. Easy. All right. <laughs> well, guys, that is all the time we have for this installment of the State Bar of Texas podcast. I want to thank our guests again for joining us. And thank you, guys. And of course, I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcasting app. I'm Rocky Deer. Until next time, thanks for listening.
0: If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Go to TexasBar.com slash podcast. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Find both the State Bar of Texas and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes.